Hello and welcome to Dunktown, the podcast where we learn about basketball one game at a time. I'm Anastasia. And I'm Agata. And today we have an extra special guest. You know him as the co-host of the No Dunks podcast on The Athletic. It's Jay Skeets. Hello. That intro slaps. It's (laughs) it's so good. Thank you. Yeah. Very, very catchy. I was like bobbing along to it. Yeah, I like this. Shout out to Andrew Bear who created that song for us. Uh, very talented, very talented person. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Incredible. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, of thanks course. for coming on. We're so excited to have you for this very special end of year wrap up. <laughs> the bubble wrap. The bubble, bubble wrap. wrap. Exactly. <laughs> there it is. What? Boom. A season like no other. <laughs> oh, Let's, we, we're just going to make it like a trailer. Like, dun, dun, dun. Season a season like, that no. wouldn't end. <laughs> So we're really excited to have you here, and uh, especially because we know how closely you've been following the the league. Yeah, yeah. And uh, done a lot of podcasts on this league this year. (laughs) (laughs) Talked a lot about this league. Talked a lot about other things too, but a lot about this league. Yeah. Every day you wake up and you think, "What am I going to say about this league today?" (laughs) Basically, I go to sleep thinking about what am I going to say on the next day's show. Yeah. Do you all record? You must record like first thing, right? First thing in the morning. Yeah, not too, too, too early. About ten o'clock, we've uh, been going live on YouTube. Um, So ten a.m. Eastern time for all of us here because we're all in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, So yeah, so fairly early, but like it is one of those things. It's like we I wake up at seven, right? And it's like, all right start thinking of the show, but usually the show's even being thought of the day before and what right. are going to be the key talking points, but then what happened the night before and all that. So yeah, it's, it is when the season's going on, it's like, I'm thinking about basketball an unhealthy amount. For uh, sure. <laughs> but you know, I also love it. So that helps that I get paid to do it at least. So what are you going to do now that there's literally no basketball? Like we, we normally switch to the WNBA when the NBA right. season ends and now we don't even have that. Yeah. So, like, so what are you guys going to do is the real question. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we we definitely try and take a little bit of time off because we've sort of killed JD at this point and everyone's, <laughs> it's a little different this year with the pandemic and us doing this sort of through Zoom and all that. But usually at the end of a regular season or playoffs, we're sort of tired of each other, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, after doing so many shows. So it's nice to get like just recharge and, and get away from each other for a little bit and get the creative juices flowing again and then come back. But yeah, this one, will, this one's been a weird year. Um, so we'll just take a couple, couple weeks off, but then we'll do some beach step and podcasts where we do our mailbag only episodes and we'll come up with some fun, weird things. We've done trivia and squad episodes where we draft things. So we will have a few. We'll just, we won't be like, we were doing like six, seven, sometimes eight shows a week. So oh my goodness, it'll be more like two. It'll wow. be more normal. Yeah. So that's, That's wild. wild. We're exhausted. <laughs> yeah, we have been going without a, a real break since last. I mean, since last July, I think. So yeah, it's, yeah. I am so tired. I love. Taking, <laughs> I'm a very lazy person. I love to take a break. <laughs> so yeah, I got, think we'll. We're gonna. We planned a a, bla- a break because we're like we're just gonna do silly stuff anyways. So yeah. we'll just record yeah. it in advance and. You know, oh, that's smart. We've done that before too. We used to do that back in the day where we would bank a couple podcasts. I guess when we were back at the score, like way back in Canada, we mm-hmm. would like record a bunch of silly ones for the summer and then 
yeah, basically take off for the whole summer and just release them every week. And that actually yeah. worked all right. So yeah, that's a good idea if you can do that. So um, how did you get into basketball? Um, well, I mean, I loved mo- like most kids, I would say, like I loved sort of all sports at that, you know, weird age of like 10, 11, 12. Um, and I grew up in Canada, so I even loved hockey, um, never played it, but I liked it and I liked baseball and basketball. And then I guess I just started to fall in love with basketball probably a little bit around the time when the Raptors were just about to show up. Um, you know, I'd, I'd really started to fall in love with like MJ's Bulls and all that, like when I was, you know, 13 and 14. And then the Raptors start showing up. I'm around that age. Um, and I just found I was actually probably of all the sports, I, that was the one I was the best at too, um, at least in my small town of Stratford, Ontario. Shout out to uh, Justin Bieber. Um, so... <laughs> yeah, I just like, I think, uh, I think it was like just an accumulation of like, I was decent at it. So I like, I went to basketball camps. Like I was that, like that sort of good at it. I wasn't going to any other sort of camp. Let's put it that Uh way. So I I was, at least I enjoyed it that much. (laughs) And then friends were into it. And then of course, just watching the product, uh, you know, the NBA and uh, then getting my own team in Toronto, like close enough to Stratford. So it was just like sort of that all happened all together at the same time. And then I just like, obviously continued to play it and, and obviously watch it and then started talking about it and I started writing about it and then talking about it with the guys um, as the basketball Jones when we first were the Jones. So yeah, it was just a uh, sort of just like a little wave. I started riding and still to this day, of course, love, <laughs> lo- I love playing basketball even more than I love watching it. I hope I sort of always can stay that way, but um, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see at some point you get too old to play, but we're not there yet. Knock on wood. Did you vote for the name, the Raptors? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, that was a, it was a poll in the Toronto Star, I think, did it. There were, there were some crazy names. The Towers were in play. Toronto Towers. How boring is that? It's <laughs> so stupid. It's so stupid. Um, the mascot's just like a skyscraper. That yeah, walks I, don't know. I mean, But you know what's funny is we say that there was a team called the Seattle Supersonics and their logo right. was basically the Space Needle. That's true. Um, so it's not that different. Supersonic uh, sounds cool, though. Way cool. Way yeah. cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't even... Now that I say this out loud, like what, like what is, what's a supersonic? Like, what is it even, what is it? Does it have any relation to the space needle or no? I don't know. I don't think so. Like I, okay. This is based on absolutely nothing, but I want to say the sound barrier was broken in, uh, Washington. Okay. Okay. Maybe (laughs) I'm completely wrong. Sure. I mean, I think it's like a little homage to that. Okay. Okay, well, I, I mean, look, I'm going to just pretend Kurt that's Cobain. right. Okay, never mind. I'm totally wrong. <laughs> Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier in Southern California. So I do not know what I'm talking about. Oh, all right. Well, we fact-checked it here live. I love that. Um, <laughs> Gabe, so, okay. Gabe's rapidly highlighting where it says Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I do love that I, we are all watching Gabe's screen here. Yeah. Uh, we, don't like to, we don't like to spread misinformation on this no. podcast, basically. <laughs> No, we're gonna no. get the truth if anyone uh, knows though hit us up hi at dunk town and let us know why they're called the supersonic i'm sure yeah. we're gonna get like 20 emails oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably so obvious too yeah. uh but my my stu- my question remains what's the relation yeah is there a relation between the supersonics part and then the space needle as the well mm. that was like sort of one of their logos at least i mean it right. was incorporated to some extent so uh yeah, what's the link there? Let us know, please. <laughs> or you guys will be told from your listeners and then you will pass we'll it on. We'll let to me. you know. Yeah, for, great, great. We'll send you a, 
a dossier. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and so, no, I did not vote in the poll for Toronto for the mm. team name. But, you know, look, Jurassic Park was big. It was popping. You know, yeah. big Jeff Goldblum fan. Um, <laughs> so, it went, they went Raptors. And, and then had really crazy uniforms. But now, because fashion is weird, people love those uniforms now <laughs> and love the purple. At the time, people were like, this is ridiculous. It looks like Barney, right? <laughs> I um, have one of those. I'm, I love it. Yeah. Big yeah. fan. <laughs> I, I had a Damon Stoudemire for sure. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that just, uh, it was just like definitely getting a Toronto team helped like pique my interest in, in following the NBA. And I did fantasy basketball with my buddies. And I'm so old, like... I can't believe we did this. It sounds crazy. I've shared this on my podcast before, but this was pre-internet. So my buddy Ken would get the Toronto Star and it had on, it was every, I don't know if it was Saturday or Sunday, but once a week, they would print the entire stats for every guy in the NBA. Wow. And so he would then take that and basically compute it all because of the teams we drafted and figure out like who was leading in our fantasy draft. Like it took him what hours hours hours, days probably and like he would print it in like the tiniest font imaginable because there's like all this information and then so then we would like all week long all i remember doing hey brody trade me you know like carlos rogers for john tabak (laughs) or something i don't know what the hell we were trading but it's like all week long that's all we did so we obviously fell fell hard into uh following fantasy basketball and just watching the league in general nice that's it. That's like actual work and commitment to have oh, a yeah. fantasy league yeah. back then. Now you're just like check a website. Yeah, Yahoo.com. <laughs> um, so we have a question that we ask all of our guests. Um, and it is do who would you kiss? Assuming that every player is wanting to and consenting to kissing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy moly. A current player, former player, current player. player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say I'd want to Chris. Uh, if I could go anyone, I'd say Grant Hill. Grant Hill is mm. a damn good looking man. To he me. is uh, very yeah, handsome. yeah, he is. and like hasn't. I mean, talk, like that was a guy we were trading in fantasy basketball back in like '95. <laughs> he has barely aged. He looks better. He looks younger. Yeah, um, Benjamin Button. Current, current. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, oh wow. This is tough. It's an tough. important question. So take your time. Yeah. Sorry we sprung this on I, you. Can I think about it while we continue to podcast and then almost at the end yeah, like, spring can, it on you? Wow. Okay, good. Uh, Just drop it whenever. Okay, we'll be ready. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think that's exciting. Like the listeners are going to be on the edge of their seat the whole yeah. time. Just yeah. waiting for you. to. <laughs> but it will be like the Soprano ending where I will yeah. say, all right. Here is the guy I would kiss, and then Gabe cuts to black. Or, uh, yeah. Okay, yes, I will. I will uh, think about this throughout the podcast. Here, I'm sure. Like, so, I like Ooh. like some names will come up, and I'll picture the lips and stuff like that. And, uh, I like how I'll, seriously you're taking it. Well, yeah, I'm not just gonna. I can't throw around. Can't throw at anything there for that answer for that question. So, uh, I'll think of about course. it throughout the podcast. Here, yeah. Hey, Agata, you know what I love? What? Canada. (laughs) Hey, me too. That's my homeland. You're from Canada. Is that why you love it? Yeah, I love Canada because I I love you and you're from Canada. Uh, But I also love that basketball podcast, The Confederacy of Dunks. Oh, awesome. Uh, Hosted by Toronto comedian Freddie Rivas and brought to you by the Sonar Network, they tackle everything NBA related with the right amount of goofy stings and segments mixed with hardcore fan knowledge. 
They are also devoted Toronto Raptors fans, as you can imagine, being Canadian. Mm-hmm. And with weekly guests that include some of the best Canadian comedians and sports personalities, they're going to talk about the Raptors quite a bit. Even if you're not a Raptors fan, this podcast will give you the perfect amount of coverage on the NBA's only Canadian team before moving on to everything else in the NBA. They just wrapped up their seventh season and they will be continuing with their off-season episodes until basketball resumes again. When is that, you ask? I don't know. Ask Adam Silver. (laughs) Don't ask me. Yeah, why are you asking Agata? She doesn't know. (laughs) Stop texting me when is basketball coming back. I don't know. But in the meantime, everyone should check out the Confederacy of Dunks at thesonarnetwork.com or you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever podcatcher you prefer. Let's get into the 2020 Dunky Awards. <laughs> Donkey. <laughs> so our our uh, long term listeners know that we did this last season as well, but it um, you know this season is like no other. Yes. Um, and uh, we wanted to do it again, just uh, kind of take a look back at the season, the playoffs, the bubble, everything, and just see. Uh, remind ourselves of the good times, the pre-COVID times <laughs> when we were so ignorant and stupid. We didn't even appreciate what was going on. Um, but there's, I mean, there's so many fun moments that happen throughout the season. You guys hear us talk about them every week. Um, and we we love to put it all together at the end of the season with our 2020 donkeys. I had forgotten uh, about a lot of this stuff. Like I can yes. you even remember the beginning of the season? It just feels like forever ago. It was literally a year ago. Like <laughs> that's yeah. right. This Almost. preseason was starting right now. Yeah. Oh no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, the season started on like the twenty first or something. Like yeah. it, it's almost exactly a year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we're we're taking a little trip down memory lane and we're taking you guys with us. Um Gabe has put a lot of uh, work into making our categories, which is very fun. Yeah, shout out to Gabe. I'm looking at this little sheet that he put together. Very impressive. First of all, we always give out most points. And Gabe actually calculated which teams got the most points. So for the regular season, Agata's Dallas Mavericks had... 8,776 points. Yeehaw. That's a lot of points. <laughs> well, then they, was, they had, they had I, like the best offense in NBA history or something yeah. like that. Yeah, like when you're getting all geeky with the offensive ratings and stuff like that. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I was not expecting to see them on this list, so that was a surprise to me. And then in the, in the playoffs... Uh, the Lakers had the most points with 2,369. Um, nice. But then when you combine the regular season and the playoffs, the Miami Heat had 10,489 points. Wow. So they, I think they win. I think they win. They win. They have yeah. the most points. It's the most um, points. Amazing. The player with the most points, can you guess this one? <laughs> It's James Harden. (laughs) 
Wow, even though they fall in the second round. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but he's just ta- he got all the points for his team. <laughs> got all the points. I mean, I just love the idea of Adam Silver about to hand the title to the Lakers after they win in six, and then someone whispers in his ear and goes, no, no, no. We actually added it all up. We have this guy <laughs> named Gabe. He added all the points together in the heat. <laughs> Had more points, and he's and Silver's got to like take the trophy back. You're like, sorry guys, most points. That's all that matters. Here you go, Heat. You win. Congrats, and then they get to celebrate. I actually, I just realized I don't think we have acknowledged that the Los Angeles Lakers have won the championship. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Uh, Our last episode was before that happened. So, congrats, congrats. Lakers. Yeah, congrats congrats to to LeBron and the, the whole squad. Um, but unfortunately you did not win the donkey for most points and that nope. does count more. Um, and I know LeBron's not going to like that. He likes to be number one, as we all know. <laughs> That's going to hurt. <laughs> but, That's going to hurt. You know, Gabe did the calculation. So if you have an issue, take it up with him. Ask him to recalculate. Gabe and gets a phone call tomorrow from LeBron. Yeah. We want to recount. LeBron wants a recount. <laughs> All right, let's get into our first Twitter poll category. Um, so we did things a little bit differently this year. We asked our Discord, our Patreon subscribers, to submit some potential um, nominations nominations for, for the categories that we chose. So a lot of these came from that. Some of them were just uh, ones that we thought worked best. And, you know, we did get some people upset that we missed certain things and just want to say like, we are limited to only four per category. Um, and, you know, don't be mad at us. <laughs> we, we're doing our best. We're doing our Sorry best. Sorry if we missed something that you thought was amazing. Yeah, um, you can you can, you know, join our Discord and you can chime in next time or, you know, you can just write in a vote, which a lot yeah. of you did. So, um no worries, but uh don't don't get mad at us. Don't treat oh us my mean God. things. <laughs> it's one of my it's one of my biggest pet peeves. I mean, this it just sums up Twitter so perfectly when you put up a poll that only can have four options mm-hmm. and you're asking the people to vote one of those four options and you just get a bunch of but what about this? Yeah. <laughs> but what about this? But what about this? Oh my yeah, god. Exactly. And look, I'm guilty. I'm sure I've done it as well. But yeah. uh, there's something infuri- infuriating about it when you make the poll. And you've put a lot of somewhat effort into like, okay, get it down to four. Like we would yeah. have debates in the office for like days, it felt like, of like, well, what four MVP candidates are we gonna put? You know? Right. And then when you put them, and then it's like the first comment is, well, what about this guy? And you're like, oh, God. <laughs> my God, you can't you win. make the cut. You can't win. <laughs> <laughs> we had to have a whole meeting to to narrow it down to four. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of work. Um, okay, so our first category is we we usually give out best dunk um, in our weekly episode. Mm-hmm. So this was hard because uh, you know it's hard to remember anything that happened like <laughs> nine months ago or whatever. Um, but we went. Uh, oh, Gabe's got Gabe's got our video, right? Should we just yeah, play we've that? Got- We've got little videos for every category and uh, we'll wow. link to them in the show notes for this episode so you can watch along if you want. Yeah, and I'm going to post them on Twitter too because they are amazing. Yeah, Gabe went above and beyond, of course. That's a lot of work, Gabe. So <laughs> impressive. Because <laughs> um, I was like, I was looking at the polls and I was like, 
I, yeah, some of them you're right. That's like I'm like, what? What was that dunk? What is that one? I'm like, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. You do have we, to try and like really re- yeah. you know, recall somewhere in your you. brain. Yeah, exactly. Or have the link. Yeah. Um, should I? How should I do this? Say should, roll that video. How's okay. that? Okay, Gabe, roll that video. <laughs> <laughs> the donkey nominees for best dunk are LeBron James. Kobe Bryant tribute dunk. DeMar DeRozan on Chris Boucher. He's going to challenge everybody that comes into pain. And this is going to happen to you every once in a while. Ow. Aaron Gordon <laughs> over Taco Fall in the dunk contest. Taco Falls, this is a controversial one, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know Ooh. about this. Ja Morant on Aaron Baines. Ja Morant, how quick he gets up and then... Slams it down over Baines. Wow. Wow. A, a lot of big slammy boys in that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I I have to say the DeMar DeRozan one, what sticks out more for me in that is how his bench reacted. They all were sort of like clutching each other as if someone just got murdered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's so good. Any any good bench reaction yeah. makes a dunk ten times better. That one is. I mean, if I were making my vote on this, that oh, I think I might go that one because I, I think I remember saying this on our show. It looks like he gives them like the rock bottom. Yeah, um, it's like a, the rock's finishing move for all you <laughs> WWE uh, you know, wrestling fans out there. It's like sort of what he does to him after dunking on him. He like like just buries him into the ground. It's pretty nasty. Uh, it looked painful for yeah, sure. It looked painful. I don't know about including a dunk contest dunk. Mm, okay, in the interesting. Best dunky. I mean, that is uh, that was interesting. Um, I think wouldn't we, get my vote. Yeah, I think we chose it because. You know, it's such a memorable dunk. Everybody was talking about it. Yeah, true. Especially because people were saying Aaron Gordon got snubbed and he wrote a whole rap about it. (laughs) Yes, I remember that. Or he was drinking some Dwayne Wade wine, I remember in that video. Um, Yeah, I will admit, I can't really recall a lot of the dunks from the dunk contest right now. Can you? Can you picture? Like, I can't. I had to look up who won it because I couldn't remember <laughs> that it was Derek Jones Jr. Derek right? Jones Jr. Yeah. from the Heat, and that's why people say Dwayne Wade gave it. Dwayne to Dwayne Wade, yeah, because yeah. that was the whole yeah the controversy. Right. I think was Wade was like to the other judges, hey, what like didn't he say like are we throwing tens on that? Let's force a tie or something. Yeah, and then they were going to force a tie. It was the agreement, mm-hmm. and yeah. then he gave one more point than he was supposed to, to right. Aaron Gordon or gave to, one yeah. less to, point. Yeah. He took it. He gave a nine to, he uh, gave a nine to, to AG, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Controversial. Okay. So what, so, so I, w- I would vote tomorrow, but yeah, what do the people say or what's, what's going on? So the people chose with 43% of the Twitter vote, John Morant over Aaron Baines. Okay. Not surprised at no. all. I mean, it's amazing. The, the little kid, is out there doing a bunch of smacks. So we're, I mean, we're, I'm so excited for him to win this as a rookie to win best dunk. <laughs> That's huge. It's iconic. It's iconic. That's huge. And the the fact that like he gets so high in the air, like yeah, the fact that he was like hovering, it looked like he was hovering above Aaron Baines, who is yeah. much larger than him. It's unique too, because he's like, the you don't see a lot of dunks like that. He's like oddly going cross body 
when he like posterizes them, it's not like it's tough to describe. You know what I mean? It's not like cupping it on him. He's like going across mm-hmm. and then somehow hammers it. What about this though? I was thinking about when I saw John Moran on, on Baines on the list. John Morant's maybe play of the year wasn't even a dunk. Remember when he almost like destroyed and killed Kevin Love? Yeah. When he jumped <laughs> over Kevin Love, but it yeah. was like a foul was called or something like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah so we we almost had that one, but the ball didn't go in. No, I it think. doesn't go in. Yeah. 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 So we were like, but it's like weird that it's still so iconic to people. It's like a nothing play. Yeah. Yeah. He he like rests his crotch on Kevin Love's yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> he got yeah. Balls to the face, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right, let's move on to the next category, Baby of the Year. Gabe, roll that footage, please. (laughs) The donkey nominees for Baby of the Year are... Zion Williamson. Cute. Ja Morant. Cute. (laughs) Tyler Hero. Oh, wow. Kobe White. Oh, um, Gabe, Ooh. did you hire a British gentleman to yeah, record it's like the- a nature show? <laughs> <laughs> Dave Attenberg. Now, uh, the people at Amazon have a little program called Polly that allows you to pick different accents for their voice generator. And I did really like that British, yeah. British man voice. It's perfect. <laughs> Some gravitas to this award show here. <laughs> Man, Gabe chose the Tyler Hero snarl um, image for which is so <laughs> for <funny>. the video, <laughs> and he just looks like such a baby doing it. Oh, um, he looks so young! Like I know he is young, but he—I'm with you. He looks like he's eight years old. Yeah, in the snarl. It's true. So, Skeets, who 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 would you pick out of this category if her baby of the year? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm picking John Morant easily. Um, you know, Tyler Hero was pretty special at times in the in the bubble, mm-hmm. uh, and I like Kobe White. And of course, Zion's going to be. I assume, you know, knock on wood, that he's healthy, but he's going to be a future star. But John Morant was uh, runaway rookie of the year, and like like we just talked about, like the highlights too, and he's like charismatic, and like yeah. he's in a small market, which is sort of cool. I love those uh, throwback Grizzlies jerseys he was rocking in some of them. Um, yeah, baby of the year, John Moran for me. Easy. Yeah, and he just seems like a nice kid too. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I mean, all I I don't know about all of them, but like Zion does too. I mean, like they they all seem great, but Ja just like I don't know, he just seems to have like a good outlook and. Yeah, he has like that sort of, um, he just seems like a leader too, even yeah. at a young age, like for a team and for an organization. He just has that. He also, is, I think, I mean, maybe we might have to fact check me on this, but we're giving baby of the year. It sounds like we're all agreeing it is John Morant. We're giving baby of the year to a guy that actually even has a baby. Right. This yeah. baby has Babies a baby. Babies having babies, baby man. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the poll agreed with us. John Morant got 46.7% of the vote. There you go. Very impressive. Wow. Uh, congratulations on two of the year-end donkeys to Jaw. For I mean, a rookie, it's wild. It is wild, and I, you know, I'm assuming that we'll be hearing from him soon. Right. To yeah. come on the show. Um, all right, let's move on to the next category. It's best interview. The donkey nominees for best interview are OG Ananobi. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot trying to miss. LeBron James. I'm absolutely great now. I'm going by tomorrow. I'm drink some wine and sleep very well tonight. So, let's not get it twisted. I'm great. <laughs> George Hill. 
You want the honest truth? Yep. Okay, I take a shit every time before the game. <laughs> I gotta hear it. You rang. <laughs> you rang. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. That's, a lo- that's a loaded category. Those are loaded. all so good. Yeah. Oh. Honestly, any of them could could take it in my mind. Um, yeah. Man. Yeah, that and is, there's probably some good interviews we we missed too. Uh, sure, lots of eventful stuff this year. <laughs> the NBA is full of personalities. You always you're getting the great sound quotes for sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know who I'm throwing my vote to on that one. Uh, I know it doesn't matter because the poll has already been decided, but um, we care. Yeah, yeah we yeah, love okay, good. Your opinion I guess on that's it. sort of sort of why I'm on here, right? To yeah. give my opinion on yeah. these. Um, it's weird because like pure content alone, I find a guy admitting that, well, where were you at the start of the game? And he's just like admitting he was taking a shit. I find that <laughs> hilarious, but I'm going to knock George Hill because I actually hadn't really noticed this until I saw the clip there. Like he's not smiling at all. Like no. he's not like, he seems really perturbed to share that very funny information. You would think if you said that you'd be laughing or smiling. So I'm going <laughs> to knock at points for that. Um, I, and I'm a Raptors fan. I love the OG, but I'll go Boban. I'll go Boban with Shaq because Shaq's always been doing the you rang and then finally gets a chance to talk to him. So, and then, and that, and that talk about a guy that's like so charismatic. Yeah. Like he like right away, like he delivers it and he's laughing. That was such a cute interview. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I voted for Boban. He's, he's just, uh, he's, he's a treat. He's such yeah. a joy of a person. I love watching him. I miss having him on the Clippers. Like, I just, uh, you know, we're we're lucky to get to see that guy in action. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. He's very, very likable. That is uh, the best way to put it. You just like you want to cheer for him because he's he's just so funny. He's just like he's so comfortable with who he is. Yeah, and he's like oh, he's like you could got not get more unique looking than Boban, <laughs> and he right. just owns it. And that's the best way, the best thing you can do. So for sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think. Um, I do think our polls were. Um, there was foreign ir- interference. There was foreign yes. interference oh, in wow. our. <laughs> there in was our election. literally foreign interference. I think from above the border. Oh wow! <laughs> um, Boban was winning for so long in the polls, and mm-hmm. then. At the last minute, a bunch of Canadians said, "We've got to get OG to win this one." <laughs> And uh, so OG finished with 60% of the vote, 60.8%. Wow. Boban, 18.6. Like the Canadians went hard. <laughs> I, I respect, respect it. I yeah, respect I it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's legit. Um, it was just, you know, it, it was very Canadian. <laughs> it, I wouldn't. Okay. I love it. Shout out to Canada for sure. <laughs> Hell, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. that says province of Canada. So, you know, I'm going to rep Canada, but I didn't vote for OG in this one because I know, and I'm not spoiling anything. I know there's an OG play later on another poll that involves yes. him that yeah. to me um, is just more encapsulates him as a person. So yes. like, that's why I, I was like, okay, I'm not giving it to him on this one. Even though that is a funny quote too and how he delivers it after hitting the crazy shot versus the Celtics. Yeah, sure. his he's a young guy too and his confidence and, you know, demeanor just crack me up all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. so dry. Like, <laughs> just like... 
you're like, yeah, it's almost like makes you a little bit uncomfortable. Almost, right? Yeah. You're like, are you in on this bit or are you like, <laughs> is this really how you are? I don't know. Did you guys see there was a clip? Um, oh, it's when they were in the bubble, of course, um, where I think the Suns first did it, but then the Raptors did the classic thing where they had like fa- um, friends and family introduce the team. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. 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 So the Raptors ended up doing one of those and, you know, it's Kyle Lowry's kids and oh. it's like uh, Marcus Gasol's kids, like all oh, super adorable and all this stuff. I think Van Vliet's maybe daughter too. Like, yeah. And then OG's is, I think it's his brother and it's like exactly how you think OG would introduce <laughs> even himself. Like it's so like, here's my brother. OG on a like it's like what is going on in this family like what is going on but it's also perfect because it's uh it like totally suits him so yeah. that is so I funny i miss that i yeah i'm gonna look have that to one look up. it up i'm sure i'm sure what it's an absolute yeah. cutie i love yeah. og okay next category is best bubble content play that clip please the donkey nominees for best bubble content are the new york liberty you see this do you see this? Now, why would you put this in this? Make it make sense. <laughs> so my dad made me steal a whole bunch of these NBA masks because he really, really wanted some. Jimmy Butler. I got everything. 20 bucks a cup. Small, medium, and large. All of it's $20 a cup. Javel McGee. Damn, what's up? What's your name? <laughs> Turkisha. Uh, Turkisha. Wow. <laughs> He's looking at a turkey there. <laughs> uh, also good. Also, also good, good. Yeah. This yeah. was a hard one for me. I think I ended up voting for Matisse just because I really did watch all of those YouTube videos. Right, right. And they, and were, he's, they were so well done. Like, he's really talented yeah. in that way. Yeah. He How kn- many did he end up doing? Because I remember watching the first couple and I'll admit sort of like I probably just forgot about them. But like. Did he do like 10 or like, what are we talking? I know he did it. I think he did about 10. Let me, I can look it up, but he did quite a few and he is continuing to do it. He has a whole segment called postseason that he's doing now where it's like what he's up to now. And it was cute because he like went on a hike with his sister to in Sedona or something. Oh, nine. He did nine in the bubble videos. He was committed. Yeah. A lot of people, like, they start that. Oh, I'll do this. This would be great. They do, like, one or two. And, like, God damn it. This is a lot of work. I ain't doing this anymore. But, <laughs> right. Uh, it's, yeah. It is. Like, yeah. and, and he was doing all the editing. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so which, who would, who would you vote for, Skeets? Um, I mean, it's tough not to vote vote for Thibault. Uh Jimmy Butler, I, I think I'll get to Jimmy Butler later. You know, I'm not sure anyone had a better bubble run than Jimmy Butler, so I'll save that for something else. But I will go Matisse. Yeah, just the amount of work having done some sort of weird variation of what he was doing down there in the bubble for, uh, you know, for my career over the last little bit. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, like he's not only hosting the thing, he's he's the Gabe of the of his own videos, right? He's <laughs> right. the JD. So I'll, out of respect, I go with him. But those were all good nominees for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the I agree with you. I voted for Matisse too. But um, Jimmy Butler takes it with 48.4% okay. of the vote, uh, which is not really a surprise. I mean, his... His coffee antics took over the internet. Very yeah. silly. Oh, he totally. Had, he had merch made. 
<laughs> he had yeah, a yeah. he had a competitor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what what was that one called? Small his, face coffee. Yeah, because his is big face coffee. So yeah. someone else started small face coffee. Um, I think it was it like just, a conditioning coach on the heat started yeah, compete yeah. competing with him, which is and it, like Jimmy is so charismatic and like Ugh, I love you, him. You know, even Goran Dragic like posted some videos about the coffee. I mean, everyone was loving it. <laughs> Yeah, no, again, no one truly had a better bubble than Jimmy Butler in terms of like, like on the court and I think off the court too, like just personality shining through. Even that Michelob Ultra commercial that we saw like 10,000 times where he's singing Hall and Oats. That's right. Um, I was like, I'm sure you guys were as well. Like, I was so tired of the same commercials over and over and over again. But yes. that was like, that was one where I was like, Every time it came on, I was like happy. I was yeah. like, oh, this is a great commercial. And like, he's pumped to pack to go to the bubble. Yeah. So, Amazing. We probably yeah, could have that, done a category where it was like commercials we never want to see again. Oh, God. Uh, like the Tara Tara look at her go. Oh, <laughs> my God. God. I, choose, I choose the one where she's like, drop the taco, get in the car. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. <laughs> the Brie yeah. Larson one. Yes. yes. It's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I drop my taco? I can eat it in your car. <laughs> That's why you don't like that. <laughs> it's it's like why would you tell her to waste her talk? I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> next category, let's move on. Um, it's my favorite one. It's most horny. Gabe, roll that clip. The donkey nominees for most horny are <laughs> Lou Williams, Daniel House, Jamal Murray. <laughs> Steph and Aisha Curry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I'd forgotten about that Curry photo. I was wondering when I saw the poll, I was like, what did they do? Oh, ah, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, that was a I while mean, ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> the, the horny police came out for that photo of Steph holding her by her ass. Yeah. Um, man, these are, this was such Ooh. a hard one to vote for. This was really hard. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> really good <laughs> options here. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, did we ever get the official scoop on the Danielle House? I like, don't was it, think we actually know no, what happened in that we room, didn't. right? Now we're like we are we assume we sort of know what happens. I think um, we know. It, it was, <laughs> yeah, we it, like that's what it is, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it they were playing Monopoly. It's the simplest answer. <laughs> they yeah, they were yeah. playing Monopoly, then uh giant Jenga. <laughs> Right, right. But it was like a, yeah, it was a female COVID-19 testing official, right? right. Is what the, yeah, really, really strange. Um, I guess I'll go him. I mean, the guy, like, he basically got kicked out of the bubble. Right. He did. He literally now, did. Lou, now, Lou Williams did something, too. He got he got penalized. He had to go into quarantine more, but he still yeah. played. He still made his way. But, like, that was the the one guy that was like, dude, you got to just go. True. But my, so I voted for Lou, and I... My reasoning behind it is what Lou did was way more potentially disastrous for the entire league. Fair. Because I I feel like this COVID tester, she's probably being tested and like Yeah, she's in the bubble yeah. in theory. She is. Exactly. Yeah. So the the risk there is small and Lou's going out for, you know, some lemon pepper wings and some titties <laughs> on the side. Who knows who's in that strip club? 
he he's risking it all right he is that's he's true. risking sort of, it all to be horny so i feel like he deserves it well that's the thing though is he i mean do you believe that he was just going for the wings right but it, it doesn't matter like even no. if, of course i don't believe that <laughs> but, okay, it, does, it does matter though it does matter in the sense like if what's that was what the rapper's name like jack harlow or something like yeah. whatever that took that photo of lou williams like that's how we found out yeah if he went to red lobster right it did the same thing he's sitting at red lobster there's like i'm sure it would be a story i guess but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have had the legs that it did because of he was at the strip club right, right? I mean, um, I can imagine the the cheddar biscuit jokes now. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, the thing, the best part was like Lou Williams. I've been to Magic City. First off, it's here in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, a fantastic strip club. I mean, it is. Uh, it's a blast. It's a, it's the, a, wings. the wings. It, it, the wings. I've not had because I find eating food at a strip club even weirder than <laughs> <laughs> than most things. But they people love it. People do love it. And these yeah. guys like and women are great cooks there and chefs there. I guess, but. Um, uh, what was I going to say? He, oh yeah, the wings are named after Lou Williams. Right. There. Now you got to believe, so why? Why is that? Because he's always buying them? Because he's just dropping tons of money when he's at the strip club? Because he's always at the strip club? I'm sure it's Probably a combination all of, of all three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I will admit, I still believe he put in his order, because it takes a while to get those wings too at the strip club, because what's the rush? They want you to spend money on other things, right. obviously. Um, so I think, I, I I believe him that he went to get the wings. And then, of course, he's just happened like, well, I got to wait for them. Well, I got to wait in my car? No, I'm going <laughs> to wait in the strip club, you know, catch a couple dances, I guess. But then he, uh, what, he takes his rapper friend with him for well, I moral think that support? Guy was, I think that guy was there. I think... It's like this weird they just coincidence where other. Jack was there and sees him and like, oh, I'll take a photo, dumb, and post it, of, of course, even dumber. And then that's how we all found out. I think, I think. I, I don't think know. he went with, to this I Jack feel like guy. They yeah. went, I feel like they went together because they were posting huh. photos like together with each other. I mean, he did oh, post, okay. he posted a photo of like a far away shot of, which I think you're talking about, of like, you could see Lou off like in the distance but yeah. like they also took like selfie photos together, which to me, well, yeah, I just thought it was were. like because like this guy's like a rapper on the rise. Like he's not like you know he's not ludicrous or something. He's not like Jermaine Dupree or whatever <laughs> or like Quavo. Here, let me. I don't want to date myself. So bad. <laughs> he's not like Quavo or something. Um, that he is like he's excited. He's like, oh my god, that's Lou Williams, like the rapper. I mean, like so mm. I that I took it as he saw him there and was like, hey Lou, can I get a photo? Right or like. Something like that. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, yeah, I don't, they're all I, horny. They're all I think horny. Like, I think true. like he he risked the most to be horny. And yes. that, for that, I applaud him. However, the poll did not agree with me. They thought it was Daniel House. 40.4% mm. of the vote, which is not, I mean, he deserves it too. He, he, yeah. he got yeah. fired from the bubble for being horny. So, you know, shout out to him. Also, I wonder if there's going to be like long term, you know, because he's he's not like a star player, you no. know, and if he's no. not following simple rules, are people going to sort of like hold that against him in the future? They're definitely going to joke about Possible. it forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, he'll never, never hear the end of it. I mean, right. he almost has to like hope he does turn into a star player or that will That'll just be always the first thing you'll remember. Of exactly. Yeah. 
His so. wife also scrubbed his her social media of him. That's the other thing is he ruined happened. his marriage. Lou didn't oh. ruin his marriage. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad too. That that's what was holding me back from enjoying that whole story. Yeah. Sure. There's like a woman and his kids involved. It's very fucked up. Wow. Yeah. I actually will admit I didn't know that. I thought he I just thought he was a single guy i didn't know that part. no wow. so that makes it oh, all right yeah, it makes it bad. really dark and fucked up um yeah and uh, okay so let's move on to the next category <laughs> yeah, so we're all depressed sad. <laughs> uh let's talk about best beef roll that clip please the donkey nominees for best beef are ben simmons and carl anthony towns Oh man. Oh wow. Dog pile. Forgot about this. Damian Lillard, Patrick Beverly, and Paul George. Cancun on three from, from Pat Bev. Paul George. And you're getting sent home this year. <laughs> Dame Lillard comes back. Keep switching teams. Running from the grind. Boys, boys. Oh. <laughs> Aaron Gordon and Kyle Lowry. You're a bitch. I said that shit. 836 is my room number. Obi <laughs> and Sergi Baca. Did I put you on scarves? If you say you put me in a fashion, then we don't see it. What about scarves? What about scarves? So we originally didn't have OG and Serge in there, uh, but our our Cutie Nation Discord uh, wanted them in there. So we put them in. Uh, We were were going more for like legit fights. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I just think it was too funny to not add in there. It's my vote. As I said, I teased earlier. This is the OG category. This is <laughs> this is his quote. But what about scarves? The whole video, I've watched this video three or four times. The whole thing. It's so well done. It's like edited perfectly. It's like the two guys themselves, Serge and OG, are hilarious yes. by themselves. Put yeah. them together. It's even, it's comedy gold. Like it <laughs> is so, so funny too. Obviously me and it sounds like everybody else. Um yeah, I love I love and then they and then they ran with it, right? Cuz they started showing up with like the giant scarves yes. and like the scarves wrapped around their entire head and <laughs> they had the whole team wearing them. I mean, they like they ran with this. There were t-shirts printed. Um that's my vote hands down. Although you're right, it's not really a beef. I mean, it's it, it's obviously their teammates and they're just two characters, but the other ones are more real. So if I had to pick the other ones, I'd probably go the the whole Lillard Beverly like that that you can. There's some disdain for each other in those yeah. tweets. Like there's some some anger to the to back and forth between them. Star players at that. So um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I I also like the Kyle Lowry Aaron Gordon one where it's like come to my room. It's like what are you guys gonna do? Are you gonna kiss? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I like kiss. Are you just gonna wrestle a little bit? Like. <laughs> I had forgotten about the Ben Simmons, Carl Anthony Towns one. Uh, but again, we we got sent that. And it is kind of insane to remember that Ben Simmons was like choking Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> like, how did it get to that? Uh, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Club. It's like a movie where it's like starts with that and then it's like, eh, wondering how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> time out. Yeah, Zach Morris shows up. Yeah. yeah. You're probably wondering why Cat and Ben Simmons are rolling around on the ground. Breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. So the poll, uh, as we previously alluded to, uh, was uh, you know very popular above above the uh, border. So hijacked no by surprise. the Canadians. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's no surprise that OG and Surge take this one. And also, yeah. like, you're right. It's just, it was very fun. It sparked a lot of uh, jokes and runway walks uh, with giant yep. scarves. And it. this is exactly what we love about this uh, stupid league. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, let me share a very quick, cool story, bro, here, too. Because yeah. you guys called that category best beef. Um, you reminded me when I saw that. Uh we obviously had the show the starters before no dunks uh, on NBA TV and we did it for a long time. And one of the categories or not categories, one of the segments we had um, was basically called like, are you buying this beef? <laughs> and we leaned into it. It ended up being way too far of a lean because we leaned into it because Trey would present the beef and he would be in like a, a, butcher like bib and we had blood all over it and then we would buy hunks of beef like raw meat and like he would have them like stacked up and i can't remember if he like threw them over to us or not but like we really leaned into like this idea that he was like a mad butcher and then are you buying this beef and i bring this up because it was maybe one of the only maybe there was two times but it was one of the rare times where the nba i guess were like you guys can't do this like we get, it was like, they didn't like it. I think we also did it like in our first week or something of shows or something like that. And uh, they were like, you've got to stop doing this. Like it's too, <laughs> it's too gross. And the graphics too extreme for like, this should be a kid show on NBA TV. You know, is that so uh, your beef yeah, got rem- censored. Our beef got <laughs> censored. We, it was too bloody. They, they like it. Uh, well done, I guess. Oh my NBA. goodness. I love yeah. that. That's really funny. Of all <laughs> yeah. the things they could I decide know, to- I know. And then, well, okay, so I'll tell you the other thing. Do you remember, it's a classic, like, gif. David Stern, rest in peace, of course, um, drinking, like, from a water bottle and then sort of choking on it. You ever seen that gif? Yes, I've seen uh, that. So, <laughs> we, it happened when we were at NBA TV and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird little funny moment of David Stern, you know, choking on water. And uh, we played it uh, on a show, obviously thinking it was just hilarious yeah. and really thought nothing of it. And uh, we got a sort of a Stern talking to, <laughs> pun intended, uh, <laughs> Stern talking to, not from him himself, but, you know, from hum, some higher up executive. Like, you can't play that. That's the commissioner of the league. You guys are an NBA show. We're like, what? <laughs> that's so, so funny. Yeah, you that, can't that, show him choking on a water bottle. That, I, mean, it's I, like, I know it felt so weird to us, but I guess it was because we were making fun of, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, those are the two things we were told not to do. <laughs> everything else, that's everything else was fair game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did some crazy shit, but that's where they drew the line. Amazing. I love it. I love hearing behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on to the next category. Best friendship. Roll the video, Gabe. The donkey nominees for best friendship are... Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. Tag me on the gram. Put me in your tiki top. (laughs) The Balkan Boys. (laughs) Ennis Cantor and Taco Fall. Here you go. Oh. (laughs) Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. Yeah. 
That was Lou giving Trez the six man trophy. Mm-hmm. Very cute. So Very cute. So cute. Um, a lot. This another was a hard cat- one too. Uh, yeah, another stacked category. Yep. You know, we here at Dunktown love friendships. It's hard to say which of these we've enjoyed more. Also. Ennis Cantor and Taco Falls seem to really bond in the bubble. And yep. I think it was either um, as they were about to leave or right after they they left, there was this photo of them with their brothers. And it was like Aww. the Cantor brothers and the Fall brothers. It was really Aww. cute. <laughs> cute. So I think that is what would get my vote, Ennis and Taco. Um, mainly just because, you know, Jimmy and Tyler is great and the Balkan boys and all that. But you know, the, the Jimmy and Tyler, for example, like it's, they're, they're cracking on each other. They're making jokes, right? They're teammates. There's friends. Yeah. But it's a next level to me to help another man, especially because men are weird. Help a man swim. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like a lot of people don't like touching other people in a, in a body of water. Mm. Uh, so that's like true friendship, you know? Uh, like, you've ever, have you ever hugged somebody in a hot tub? Do it. I encourage it. Okay. Yeah, I encourage it because, uh, and and, you know, men and men, women and men, women and women, hug somebody in a hot tub. It's a weird feeling, I'm telling you. Uh, But so it's like an extension of that in the pool where he's actually helping him swim. I think Jalen Brown was also in that clip too, so Mm -hmm. show it to him. Um, But I'll go that one because I think that's, I think that's next level friendship. It's very Uh, Something very sweet about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sweet. And it's also like, He's teaching him a survival skill. Sure. (laughs) Sure. He could like, he could, you know, once he feels confident, he could join a triathlon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he's also seven foot six. Like, just don't go in deep water. He'll always be fine. He can just stand up. (laughs) So he just yells, stand up. And he just stands up. He's like, all right, great. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is very sweet. I, I love that friendship. I feel like... It's, I agree with you, Skeets. It's like, that is so sweet. And it really does feel like they bonded in a real way, you know, where they're going to be like hanging out with each other in the off season and stuff. But the Twitter uh, poll went a very different way. Mm. Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero got 41.4%. People love the Jimmy Tyler dynamic. <laughs> yep, sure. sure. They, I mean, they got a lot of screen time. That's not mm-hmm. the right word. They got a lot of exposure, um, yeah. which is great. I mean, I loved, I loved watching that team. I love both these guys. I think it's also cute to see Jimmy find his people, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I want to give a shout out to the Balkan boys because that's like a bubble specific thing. Like where else would these guys all be hanging out in one place um, and kind of like have the opportunity. It seems very unlikely that it would have ever happened sure. yeah. without the bubble. So I love that. That's cute. It's always so surreal to me for some reason too, to see these guys like at a dinner table in this bubble, weird bubble campus environment. And they're like playing games, of course. And them just like drinking beer and drinking wine. I don't know like why I still love it. I'm like, Oh yeah, they are normal. They people. are normal people. Like, and, and, it, and you can have a beer or a glass of wine and still, you know, obviously compete at a super high level. I just, I love, always love that for some reason. Yeah. yeah. It is. It is bizarre to like see and think about, but I guess NBA players are just like us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on to the next award, which is the Fuck Racism Award. Mm-hmm. New category this year, but <laughs> very needed. Yeah, as we all know, this is, uh, you know, so much has happened during the season, uh, specifically tied to the NBA in regards to, like, social justice, uh, you know, racial justice. All that is happening at the same time. We wanted to give a shout out to the players that were, you know, really putting in the effort and time to be trying to educate people, trying to, like, make a stand, um, which it's been very cool to, like, follow along and watch as the players um, really share what's important to them and... Uh, on this like national stage that's so cool yeah Yeah, and they're trying to educate a lot of sports fans who maybe just don't care or know what's going on and uh they're kind of being forced to pay attention to um to the movement which like i think is great yeah (laughs) i I know there are a lot of sports racist sports fans that disagree but fuck Um, (laughs) them play the clip game the Donkey nominees for the Fuck Racism Award are Jalen Brown. Being a celebrity, being an NBA player, don't exclude me from no conversation at all. The WNBA. They're wearing their Vote Warnock shirts. Kyrie Irving. This financial game is built on racism and capitalism. The Milwaukee Bucks. Despite the overwhelming plea for change, there has been no action. So our focus today cannot be on basketball. Ooh, all four great ones. So another hard category. Those Bucks, I mean, they like really, I think, rocked even their uh, other NBA players. You know, I mean, just like no one saw that coming. And it was such a huge, bold move that reignited the conversation. Because I do feel like the conversation had lulled a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they're... You know, I was planning to watch that game. I kind of had it on mute while I was doing some other work um, before the game started. And just no one coming out on the court. I was like, okay, I got to see what's happening here. And having every broadcaster telling their stories, talking about, you know, their uh, views on this. I mean, it just was, they just had like everybody come out for this, which was so amazing. Mm-hmm. And the support that the players got was just incredible. Um, I don't know if that's my vote, but I just feel like that was such a great use. I mean, shout out to Sterling Brown and and uh, George Hill for sort of igniting that. Yeah, I think that would be my vote. I mean, you can't go wrong with any of these picks, yeah. um, especially with the WNBA players rocking the Warnock for U.S. Senate. That's here in uh, the state I'm in, uh, in Georgia right now. Um, uh, you know, trying to uh, take out what, what's her name, Kelly Loeffler yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fuck her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would go with the Bucks in this, just like for all the reasons you said. I, I don't need to to recite them as well, but definitely for just sort of reigniting the conversation again. I think is the best way to put it. Like you said, because the worry was, well, once they get into the bubble and they just start playing basketball again, well, we'll just be talking ball and uh, uh, more important things will sort of just get pushed to the side, and it and it it did sort of happen. Yeah. So for them to, you know, really obviously say, we're not going to play in this game. And then for the rest of the league to follow and they're for, for them to have to have these, like obviously really I'm sure heavy and uh, 
of course, important conversations. Like I'm talking about the players association mm-hmm. and getting like input from the league, I'm sure. And then like even Barack Obama's calling and stuff like, like, man, that's a hell of a decision to uh, try and make. And, and by report, some teams were like, we're like, you know, maybe the Lakers and Clippers are like, let's screw this. Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, but for them to sort of all get on board, I think it's pretty special too, to like all come uh, to, to a consensus and say, like, no, this is the best path forward. We think, um, to continue to get this message out there and, and to make a difference in our communities and stuff like that at the same time. So yeah. I will go with the Bucks as my vote, but all of them fantastic. Yeah, I think I voted for the Bucks as well. I mean, I think the WNBA, you know, they don't get as much of a spotlight for all the great mm-hmm. activism they do. Um, and and I definitely want them to get recognized. The Bucks incident was like, you know, that put everyone's eyes on what was happening. And I'm really proud of them for doing that. And I think like with, with Jalen and with Kyrie, especially it's like, they've been, you know, they've been talking about this for a long time when Kyrie came out and said, you know, this doesn't make sense. This season doesn't make sense when there's more important things going on. People treated him like he was, you know, crazy bullshit. And (laughs) yeah. Um, and he was, he, you know, he was right. And, um, a lot, it, he was representing the way that a lot of the players felt. So I just wanted him to get a shout out in this poll yeah, because I think, no, it, I think it was important. And then, um, you know, having the bucks and everyone else follow suit after them, like it felt like a very iconic, um, part of history, uh, for sure. And then the WNBA, I mean, they've, like there's a chance that they're going to influence like a, an election and make some real change, which yeah. is cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think people even knew who Kelly Loeffler and Warnock were, you know, before that happened. And it, it kind of yeah brought that to the forefront. So that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the poll winners were, or the winner was the WNBA with 39% hey. of the vote, which I've, I was kind of surprised that this won the poll, but I'm very happy that it did. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I think a lot of our, I think a lot of our listeners don't watch the WNBA, but I think even something this like important and powerful was like, you know, people recognize that that yeah, was yeah. a major it resonated deal. Exactly, for sure. exactly. Um, and if you don't watch the WNBA, you should. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Shout everyone. Out. Everyone should be. <laughs> Checking in on um, them. Yeah. So let's move on to the next category. It's best buzzer beater. Gabe, roll that clip, please. The Dunkey nominees for best buzzer beater are Luka Doncic versus the Clippers. Doncic pulls up three pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good. OG Ananobi versus the Celtics. Taking anybody. Coming to the ball. Series on the line. Ananobi got it off and it goes. Anthony Davis versus the Nuggets. Trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis. 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good. Anthony Davis. Devin Booker versus the Clippers. Booker. This is for the win. Got it. (laughs) Wow. Oh, those are good. Uh, They're all yeah, so good. So awesome. good. Uh, I love Devin Booker just laying on the floor. I know. <laughs> I'm oh, biased man. because I'm a Suns fan, and I'm so proud of the Suns for 
having a perfect record in the bubble. And Ain't no. it yeah. was big for them. And that that buzzer beater. I mean, there's T-shirts now of Devin Booker laying down like that. Lying down, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's the it's a. I mean, OGs is a hilarious celebration too because there is no celebration, yeah. uh, which makes his funny uh, buzzer beater great, or makes it funnier. Um, but yeah, I like the Booker. I'm a huge Devin Booker guy too. Yay. So I, that was uh, I, love I was him. I was I'm a I've always been a big fan. So I'm, it was cool to see them have. Like that was like their playoffs, right? right. Like, everybody's like, "Why are they even there? What a waste of time!" Oh. And then they go eight no and nearly make it. Um, and yeah, he played amazing. So yeah, they shout out to the Suns. They were they were so much fun to watch. Um, I did vote for Luca because that is my um, tiny little baby boy, and I love him. <laughs> and right. uh, he was very very fun to watch in the playoffs as well. Yeah, I just um, and then specifically in this game, I think it was great. Um, but the winner of the poll was drum roll. <laughs> no one's going to be surprised by this. OG Ananobi. Yeah. <laughs> we the North. Yeah. I'm strong here. I mean, that was my pick too. I'm a huge Raptors fan and it's an incredible, I mean, it literally, now here's the knock against it. They don't go on to win the series. Like mm. if they won the series, I don't know how you couldn't vote for this. Right. right. But it made it a series. It obviously went seven because- Otherwise, they're down 3-0 and it's a wrap. Um, and it's like just incredible. The pass from Lowry is amazing. Yes. The shot pass. is amazing. Wow. Yeah. It was like it the, goes cel- the whole width of the court. I mean, yeah, it's like I like I bet. I don't know. Like I know these guys are amazing, but I bet if you ask Lowry to throw that 100 times again, I, I there's no way it's that perfect, uh, you know, half the times I don't even think right. I, I think it's like yeah. you know a handful of times he maybe pulls that off again. So for that to like put it right there so he could shoot it in that little amount of time left. Um, and like Nick Nurse drawing it up, who I love, and the Raptors, of course, making it a series. And again, the OG quote, as we heard yes. after, you know, talking about it. Um, and just the, like, because of the celebration, which was just stone cold, like, all right, let's go get a $20 coffee from Jimmy Butler, you know, like, let's just, uh, let's <laughs> and Kyle Lowry <laughs> hugging him and his yeah. giant smile compared yeah, to OG like, just standing with his arms. I love that. <laughs> So I love that. I, I go that one, but it does suck that they didn't eventually move on uh, right. in that series. But it made it a fun series, at least. It saved a series for us. So Yeah. OG is my vote, too. And he's coming through with the win. I mean, the Raptors are killing this. I mean, OG specifically is winning yeah, that's the three year now. in Dunkies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> three Dunkies. Yeah. Um, wow. This is big for such a young guy. I mean, he's got a bright future. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shout out to him, for sure. <laughs> okay. So... That's all of our Twitter poll uh, donkeys. Thanks to everyone who participated in that. We were so excited watching the vote numbers go up and we got way more votes than than we expected. So thanks to everyone. Nice. Um, but now on to a very special award. This is our cutie of the year, which we mm. will be deciding. Everyone gets their own cutie. Yeah. Okay. This was super hard for me. I actually wrote up a whole rubric <laughs> Wow. <laughs> of how I w- wanted to decide. I mean, there's just like so many people who I think could win this. So, you know, Agata and I talk about cuties quite a bit for anyone who who's new to the podcast. A cutie isn't just someone who's attractive, you know, they, they have to be a whole package kind of. They're nice. They do charity work. They are good teammate, right? 
there's a, a lot more that goes into a cutie than just a, a pretty face. <laughs> so, um, Skeets, let we'll let you go first. Yeah, it's the it's this whole it's the whole package, like you're saying. You're right. It's not. It's sort of some. I mean, I assume them being good at basketball helps yes, too, right? Because yes, probably definitely. just ex- exposure alone. But like you said, like good person, teammate, socially conscious. Um, I mean. I don't know. Maybe you just don't overthink this. Maybe I have to go 2020 cutie of the year as LeBron James. Wow. That's legit. I mean, he was on my list. Okay. Like again, this is not overthinking it. He obviously was another finals MVP proved that he's still the best player in the, in the league. Basically he's he's old in NBA terms, Mm -hmm. um, still dominating. He seems like, He's got to be one of the greatest teammates of all times. Right. I mean, people love playing with him. Um, and he's just can lead groups of guys to obviously uh, pretty remarkable stuff. He took, I think he took AD to the next level, brought him with him, and then socially conscious. I mean, this is where he like sort of laps the field, in my opinion, uh, not being afraid to, uh, you know, speak his mind about important issues. Yeah. Um, when we've seen many other superstars of his level, at least in other sports, just like don't say anything right? because you can't upset people. If you don't say anything, he's like, fuck that. Um, and, and like, he's got his own school and stuff like that. He, like, like changed this guy, the league in that respect where it's yeah, like, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's LeBron James. He's losing his hair, but he's an attractive guy. I so, would call you know, him, would a kiss hunk, him? Kiss him? Yeah. A hunk. <laughs> That's in- Yeah. Right. He's almost like, He's, re- he's like George Clooney levels in the NBA. Um, so I will go LeBron because, again, it's like the, the, that entire sort of package, both on the court and off the court, uh, and especially the social you know, conscious. Um, I think it's pretty damn impressive for, for what this guy, he very easily could do, say nothing. He could be, and I know it's a different time, no, no social media and all that, but he could be an MJ if he wanted to. Yep. Um, and just, again, basically say nothing. You don't hurt the bottom. You don't, you don't hurt your pockets by saying nothing. But he says, screw that, and he, he stands for things that he believes in, and that's pretty amazing to me. So I'll go LeBron, cutie of the year for me. Great choice. Wow. All right. Nice. Agata, do you want to go? Mm, do you want me to go from next? Yeah, <laughs> okay. I want you to go. <laughs> okay, this was super hard. I mean, I had I had LeBron on my list. I had, you know, I was thinking George Hill and, and Sterling Brown mm-hmm. because of what they did with the Bucks. And um, there's so many people who got involved with social and political issues this year where I was like, wow, this is really impressive. I, I was so close to saying LeBron as well. But for some reason, my gut turned me towards maybe a dark horse in this award, Jalen Brown. Mm, good one. I, Going young cutie. He's very attractive. The check mark, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he has, is uh, very outspoken with uh, his social media and he was at a bunch of protests. Um, you know, I think the biggest knock against him is that he's on the Celtics and everyone hates the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I just, I guess I just, I never really followed him that much. And this year I started following him and really like loved everything he was doing. I think he's a generally nice guy. As far as teammates go, that might be a little knock against him too. 
just because they had that fight after game two in the locker room. But we don't right. know what happened yeah. there. So yeah, he's he's a he's opinionated. I, I yeah. think is fair to say. Yeah, he's, he's he might be even a little prickly, but it's okay. And I think the one thing that like made me think about him a lot more too is the fact that he's teammates with uh, Gordon Hayward. And how must that? That must be so mm. hard. <laughs> uh, and and yet he, you know, sticks through it. So my pick for Kitty of the Year is Jalen Brown. I did not see that coming. I know, right? <laughs> I, I didn't see it coming either. <laughs> um, okay, so my pick for Cutie of the Year um, is Jimmy Butler. I just loved seeing him come into his own like comfortable spot he's having fun Mm -hmm. he's leading a Mm -hmm. team he's not dominating he's making his team better he's letting them have the space to grow and and he's just supporting them i i love that journey for him you know like he is a good guy you can tell he's a good guy Jimmy um, was on my list too because yeah, of the fact that he said that he wants the, his teammates to feel good in the beginning of a game. So he's like, I'm not taking the easy shots in the beginning because I want yeah. them to get the easy shots. Exactly. I, That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. His coffee. I got to try it. I mean, I would love, <laughs> I would love if he could just send over a cup of that big face coffee. Um, He's funny. I love a funny player. Mm-hmm. Um, he gives good interviews. He has just been a joy. Also, he made me look really good because famously I said the Miami <laughs> Heat were going to make it to the NBA championship Wow! Um, a year ago and they made it. I mean, they didn't win, but they made it to the, cha- to the finals. So everyone thought I was like clairvoyant <laughs> um he so said i, I gotta wanna, do this for agata <laughs> i just want to personally thank him for making me look really smart um and like i knew what i was doing a year ago even though i just random really randomly chose uh, but i could see the potential there you know i knew i knew he had the ability to become what he is and i think Watching him, especially in the finals, like knowing that they are the un- clearly the underdogs, and him still pulling out these games where he was pu- putting everything on his own back and just putting it putting his all into it. Like I love someone who cares that much. Wow, great choice! Everyone great. had great cuties. <laughs> yeah, Gabe, do you well, want, do you have a cutie? Um, sure. I'll, I think I'll give my cutie of the year to Brianna Stewart on the uh, Seattle storm. She just, she was so good on the court and just was like blowing everybody away in the playoffs and in the, in the wobble, but mm-hmm. also, you know, was very much active in all of the sort of protest movement that the WNBA was doing. And so she really impressed me this season and she's great. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, she is great. Man, uh, this was a, I mean, I feel like last year I was hard, but I felt like I had an easier time this year. So many good picks. 
Uh, yeah. And we have a couple little bonus awards uh, that we could do rapid, rapid fire. <laughs> um, what about best butt? Oh, that's. I mean, everyone's easy. got the same answer. I'm assuming. It's, how is it not? Kyle <laughs> it's Kyle Lowry across Come the board. On. Yeah, he's gonna win it even... every year until he leaves yeah. the league. <laughs> that's yeah. true, and he might be an assistant coach for all we know, and he might still win best butt uh, once he gets some uh, tight pants on that butt. My <laughs> God, look out! It's him, Tim by a mile. I mean, oh he leads the league in charges because he has the best butt for taking charges, yeah. and then he's got a great butt. So it's a it's a no brainer. I gotta say, also LeBron's got a giant butt as well, and he also uses it to back it up into people true, as he's playing. True. So I I I just want to honorable uh, mention uh, honorable mention to LeBron's <laughs> but it's not at the same level but it also it seems like you could like put a plate on it and eat off of it. <laughs> it's because uh, I would I would throw in the mix too like James Harden's got a big old yeah. butt too actually. Yes. But it's because LeBron and James Harden because they're taller guys I think cuz they're actually just bigger humans compared to Kyle Lowry, who's basically like my height. He is not tall. Like we've had him in studio before. He is, I mean, I don't know what they even have him listed. He's six one, maybe. He's six feet. Wow. So he is wow. he's pretty small for an NBA player. So but then yeah, you've he's got seen the big the caboose. Butt. You, you saw the butt in butt. person. I don't think the butt could even fit in our chair <laughs> that we had. We had to bring in a custom made chair. We had to bring in a shack chair or something <laughs> wow. like that down from the other studio. Yeah. I am so, jealous. I am so yeah. jealous too. Wow. It's Lowry. Lowry. Lowry's my, one of my favorite players of all time, obviously being a Raptors fan and seeing him win. He, but, he's also, uh, also so funny. Great ass. He's hilarious. <laughs> great ass, yeah, he's a weird, funny. He's a weird, funny guy, too. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got him. a weird sense of humor in a, in a good way, though. Yeah. So we also have most improved cutie, um, which could, you know, it could be in, you know, on the court or off the court. Um, R- right. Who did you have, Skeets? Well, yeah, I'll go because um, I was going to jump to it when we were talking cutie of the year, but I had Jimmy Butler for this. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is where I had Jimmy. Me as too, most improved actually. Cutie. He's yeah. my pick. And again, we've talked about a lot of it, but like, I, like no player just boosted his, re- boosted, uh, speaking of boosts, his reputation <laughs> um, in the bubble as much as him. There is no doubt. Remember there was the story that he got a visit from the hotel security because he was dribbling a basketball. <laughs> Too loudly in his room like that was a thing that happened but we all talk about the coffee but that was another thing that happened he grew a gnarly mustache which was like just hilariously sort of gross but it fit him um and again we've repeated all this by now but there's no there's nothing sexier i think than confidence and no one seems more confident than jimmy butler yeah um and like he even had a quote he said believe me when i tell you that i do not care what people say about me i truly don't care now when most people say that, that's bullshit. They care. But I actually believe Jimmy Butler. He seems like one of those rare breeds where he's like, I don't care. Yeah. I, he's like, <laughs> I just don't care. And like, there is something very endearing about that. So I had him as the most improved cutie. But I mean, you could also be cutie of the year. He was in the running for me as well. Um, and then I threw one more. I threw Jamal Murray into the mix. Mm. I don't know how you guys feel about Jamal Murray. Um, from from Canada, shout out to the 519. He, I think, you know, he is horny, <laughs> but I think he's a good looking guy too. He's yeah. finding his way yeah. and he had an awesome bubble run too. Mm-hmm. Like he had, I mean, he was incredible. He, he sort of turned into a bit of a superstar right? Uh, in a co- couple of those series. So I'll, I'll throw some love to him as well. I agree mostly because to come back from accidentally dropping his, you know, 
uh, salacious video. <laughs> yeah. Accidentally dropping that to come back from that. Like I, he, he almost has come back stronger and better than ever in a way where it's like, he had a great playoff run that there was that cute interview where he was like, wait, we've got to play on Thursday. Like where he yeah, didn't yeah, realize right, he right. didn't get as much rest as he thought he would. Um, uh, Brianna Taylor shoes. Yeah, he had the custom shoes. shoes when he went off. No, you're right. He actually made you almost, except for you guys, because you guys never forget. But like you, I, I almost forgot about the video. <laughs> I really did because that's how well he played and like how he sort of not changed the narrative. I'll but you're like, never Whoa. forget. <laughs> no, you won't. You won't. You've got that bookmarked. Um, well, in, my brain. in a way, he sort of he sort of like not not that I don't think it like killed his like reputation or anything like that. I don't want to go that far. But you're right. Like that was sort of attached to him and. Then he just became like a 50 point per game scorer in the playoffs. And you're like, what the hell is this guy a superstar now? So yeah, he's a, he's an improved cutie for me. I got it. Did you have an improved cutie? Um, I'm just gonna, I was, I was going to say, um, Tyler hero for this, because even though he's a rookie, like the trajectory that he was on from the beginning of the season through the finals, like he made a huge, he made a huge jump and he like, dealt with the pressure really well which is like obviously not something that everyone can do being in that position and he was it was just very impressive to watch i think he's gonna be a superstar uh yeah it's a good one him like making his free throws when they really really counted i was like damn this kid is uh not buckling under pressure at all very impressive all right let's uh talk about best coach skeets who'd you have for this um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start by giving a little love to Frank Vogel because to come in and coach a LeBron team that usually can go bad for people right away, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it gets off to a rough start and of course he ends up winning a title. So that's pretty impressive. Um, but I think the best coach is Nick nurse. Again, I'm biased as a Raptors fan, but I actually think he is. What I love about him is that he is not afraid to just try something in the middle of a game when things aren't working that normally work. And most coaches will never do that because they're just stubborn. Like this is the way we do it. If we just commit to it harder or longer or better then it will work its way out. But he's like, all right, this is not working for whatever reason. This isn't working tonight. So let's try this weird defense or let's switch this up or let's go through him or something. Like he's not afraid to just throw shit at the wall and see if it sticks to be honest. Mm-hmm. And like, it's really refreshing for a coach uh, in the NBA at that level to be able to do that. Um, and he's got a cool story too. Like just like he's coached basically all over the world. Mm-hmm. So for him to win the title and then, you know, he got accolades this year, which was nice to see winning coach of the year. And, you know, obviously I think the Raptors wish they went further in the playoffs, but he's a pretty damn good coach. So I'll go nurse. Nice. Um, I think I'm going to give it to, to Monty Williams only because he mm. took this ragtag Suns team that honestly last year was a mess. And just their performance in the bubble was really cool. I mean, it, 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 um, I think is in large part because of Devin Booker, but I just think, uh, it was interesting to see them shine like that. Again, I'm biased, uh, because I'm a Suns (laughs) fan. Um, I also, you know, want to give a shout out to Doc Rivers. I know he just lost his job (laughs) with the Clippers and they choked pretty hard in the bubble, but, he he spoke out quite a bit about the uh, racial injustice. So shout out to him and and also just also how he was 
counseling people when the Bucks, um, you know, stopped play and they had those meetings. I'm pretty sure it was Doc. It rumored to be Doc who was like, hey, coaches, we need to leave because these young yeah. players aren't going to speak their mind if we're here. So right. just cool, cool stuff like that. I don't know if that's actual coaching, but just being like a good, you know, person. <laughs> right, right. No, that's good. You actually reminded me too that I wanted to show some cutie of the year love to Chris Paul. Because mm. I don't know if there's any bubble if Chris Paul isn't involved. Right. Like point blank. Um, at the start of it, obviously with, with what happened after the Bucks, uh, you know, uh, protested the game and stuff like that and, and the conversations that followed after that, I think he was instrumental as the president of the Players Association um, and has the respect of a lot of these guys in, in getting everyone on board. So I would just to give him some love, you reminded me of totally. that. Totally. Good yeah. point. I got it. I'm just going to give it to LeBron. <laughs> ah, well done. Hey. <laughs> All right. Lastly, we have best bench boy. Now this could be a sixth man. This could be off the court. Um, someone who isn't a starter, but is uh, beloved by their team, helps the team out. Who do you got, Skeets? Uh, I'm going Myers Leonard mm. with the Miami Heat. I feel like he didn't sit down the entire bubble. Um, My choice is also Myers Leonard. Yeah. Me right? too. He was always Whoa, standing. He sweeps it. <laughs> he, he was always standing outside of like that little partition wall. And like he was like a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was actually amazed he was allowed to stand there for the entire <laughs> game. Um, but he was great. He was fun to watch. Like as you're watching the action, yeah. you're like always watching Myers Leonard. So he was seemed like an obvious pick to me. He also had a little small interaction with him on Twitter in the bubble too because – Remember right at the start, the guys were like chugging beers for whatever yeah. reason. And he's like a monster at it. I mean, the guy's a du- giant dude and he could just crush a beer. But um, I had to do one on our show, our first bubble wrap show. I had to do a shotgun of beer because I had lost a bet. And so I reached out to him on Twitter like, hey, what are some tips for this? And like he basically gave back, he gave some advice like on how to like, like it was like the most like sincere advice ever too. It's like, hold the beer like this, make the hole big enough that you can consume it quickly. Like it, it was great. And uh, so I thanked him and uh, I did all right too. Nice. I, 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 had, I had done, I had shotgunned a beer before, obviously when I was much younger, but I'd never shotgunned a beer sitting down. Oh yeah, and I do not recommend that to anyone. <laughs> like, guys, the the amount of like gas and liquid from sitting, I think, just like I felt so bad during oh, that show God. until until I could belch. Basically, um, I've never shotgunned a beer. You never shotgunned no. a beer? Yeah, give it a go. I guess I gotta <laughs> try like, it now. <laughs> yeah, one of these days. I used you know, to do it before doing an improv show. Oh <laughs> god, there you go. I don't know why it was horrible. <laughs> Yeah, you just feel so gassy. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's sort of pointless for sure, but man, yeah. So Myers Leonard. So we all agree. Yeah, best, congratulations. Best all right. Wow. There you go. All right. There's our donkeys. Our 2020 donkeys. Congrats uh, to all the winners. Congratulations. Woo. Thank you to everyone who voted. Um, and uh, next week we're going to be watching White Men Can't Jump with Wesley <laughs> oh. Snipes and Woody Harrelson. So tune in for that. Um, like we mentioned, we're going to be taking a little break, but you guys are not going to be taking a break. We're still going to have content coming out for you. So don't worry. We you just won't need even to, notice. 
we need to chill a little bit. Um, let's get into our mail basket. So um, today we <laughs> today we have an email. Hello, I don't like the Lakers and I don't really care if they won this weird championship. But the problem I have is how everyone gushed over Kobe, even in recent Dunktown episodes. I'm a few years younger than him and lived in Orange County in the early 2000s. I never heard anyone say they had a great experience with him and I worked at South Coast Plaza. They were there a lot. So when the Colorado rape case popped up, it totally added up with other rumors you hear that he was kind of a monster. It's like it never happened and Kobe is a saint now. This all just makes me sad. Mamba mentality. So this email came in a couple days ago and um, I responded back to this person because I feel like this is a good discussion to have. And we, you know, longtime listeners of the show know exactly how we feel about Kobe, which is that we do not like him and (laughs) do not respect him. And, um, you know, I we do also live in Los Angeles where he is treated like a saint and especially since his accident. So I think like for us, I think we assume that people know how we feel. And then um, when we have a Lakers fan on the show and they talk about how great Kobe is, I don't personally, I don't think that it's right for us to kind of tell that person how to feel. Um, well, and- also, I kind of feel like you know, I, f- I feel bad for the people who are, who were affected by his death and saddened by his death. The players, like, you know, to hearing Jewel Lloyd talk about the impact that Kobe had on her, like, I feel bad for her because she lost someone who was important to her. So I don't think right. those are mutually exclusive. I think I, I personally don't like Kobe. I don't think he, you know, I, it's also really sad to think about him being treated like a saint when so many like abuse survivors have to cease an abuser treated that way. That also breaks my heart. So yeah. it's like, if there's a, a Laker fan on our show who's saying how much Kobe meant to them, I'm not going to be like, fuck you. He's a rapist. You know, I'm not going to make yeah. them feel bad. Right. Um, they're they're a guest on our show so it's not right for us to to confront them in that way but at the same time i do understand being frustrated about this because i feel the same way when most of the conversations around us when it comes to kobe is like he's a legend he's the goat he's the best um you know i feel like sympathy for any of any like assault survivors who have to hear that. And I don't want us to be contributing to that, but we were, we're not going to be, this is not a call out show where we, where we ask people to come on the show and then we're going to, you know, tell them that they, yeah, tell them that they can't feel the way that they they feel. So we're, we have to balance that and I don't want to disappoint people. So I'm sorry to this person that we disappointed you, but um, we hope that our listeners know how, you know, how we feel about this like sensitive topic. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I could just add yeah. to that, I yeah. mean, this obviously sounds like uh, it's more personal because it is someone that listens to your show that's responding to uh, this guest that you had on that t- was talking about Kobe, but it is, it's the balance is like, you're right. It's like, it, it's very difficult because we've had this situation before in talking about Kobe. Uh, we addressed it on our podcast back in the day when, when I think it was when Kobe was retiring. So you're like, 
you're celebrating his basketball career, but then it's like, I think it was specifically Matty O who brought up, yeah, well, what about the rape case? And like, do we just pretend this didn't happen? And, you know, when you do that on a podcast, uh, yeah, you're going to hear about people like, how dare you? Right. What do you like? Th- this man scored 60 in his final game. And you're and like, how could you bring this up? You know, and then the same thing, of course, then it's like an even another level. When, and unfortunately, he passes away and his daughter passes away. We did an emergency podcast that night. And it's taught. I mean, like I was I was like affected by Kobe's death. Now, I don't like I don't know him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've met him once. I met him in the, in the terms of like in the media. Um but like it, it's it was shocking. Of course, mm-hmm. it was saddening. I mean, even if you don't like Kobe, no one like wants the the, the other people in this helicopter crash to uh, to have passed. So anyway, but it was a thing. It was like it's a bit of a weird little elephant in the room. It's like, oh yeah, we're we're talking about how great he is in his career, but there is this, this dark um, spot on his resume or whatever you yeah. want to call it that needs to. It can't just be glossed over. Yeah, but. But then that upsets people, right? Not now. You shouldn't be saying that. Right. You're kind of get, damned you if you do, you get damned it. if you don't. There's, a little bit. Yeah, You're, there's no that's way my to point. win. There's that's no way 100% to win. That's 100% my point. 100% my point. Same thing happened to us when Derek Rose. Remember he had like this suddenly like Derek Rose scored 50. Right. Yeah. Winner, and it was like, oh, I was in love with Derek Rose again. And like, I remember uh, we were on air. We were on at, on at the starters of that time. And then like we brought up like, you know, past allegations against Derrick Rose and they're not great either. And right. it's like, do we just forget this hat? Like, but man, the feedback you get when you do that, but you're right. you can't make everybody happy. You're never going to, but right. And it's like, up to you whether or not you want to address it. And yeah. feel like it's all and also like yeah. we, I mean, we do address it, but it yeah, doesn't mean no. that we have that. Like we, sh- we should be expected to be like the rape police where anytime somebody no. mentions, a rapist that we have to then open up that conversation, which people are not open to (laughs) a lot of times. A lot of people do not want to discuss it because they don't want to think about it. They just want to talk about basketball, whatever to us. It's important that we do address these things as it makes sense. But like, you know, honestly, I, I feel like we address it when we feel we have the strength and capacity to address it because it is exhausting too. Yeah. We talk about it. I in in my view, we talk about it a lot. I mean, we've brought it up with Kristaps Porzingis. We've brought it up with a lot of players, um, and you know, we we only have so much capacity to talk about it. And you know, like you were saying, Skeets, when Kobe died, we were actually on vacation in San Francisco. I got a text from a friend, and I like my own emotions surrounding yeah. his death were so hard to even come to terms with because I was like, okay, I guess I'm, this is so tragic and I'm sad because any loss of life I think is very sad, but also I don't like him and he never was, you know, actually saw consequences to his action. So like part, like my own emotions were like hard to sure. figure out and like very, like it's hard to talk about. So mm-hmm, even yeah. just talking about it and and you know it's it's frustrating and and you know exhausting to constantly um yeah be expected to like yeah be the the police I guess I guess yeah. like I got to said. Yeah, it's it's extreme it takes a lot of energy um and I just don't like disappointing people in this way because this is something that really bothers me when 
I feel like, especially being here and being surrounded by people who are lifelong Lakers fans and all, they're just like, all they talk about is how amazing he is. I, that made me extremely angry um, immediately surrounding his death. But like, yeah, it's a lot. You can't expect us to take that on at any given second with any, even when we, we talked about Kobe, uh, you know, Kobe's rape charge on culture Kings. And then we immediately were told like, well, why didn't you talk about Derek Rose? It's like, okay, well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We, we are not, yeah, that's <laughs> not what we do. We're not like here to be calling out every single rapist in the world. We would have a very different show. Yeah. Um, we <laughs> honestly, this is a comedy podcast and like it is, hard also to think like oh well how do we balance this with like the dumb shit we talk about all the time exactly (laughs) so but you know that being said i appreciate for this person emailing us like email us if you're feeling this way because then it just starts the conversation you know like we we probably will be talking about this again in the future um and like Agata said, we don't want to disappoint anyone and we don't want people to feel like that we've changed our minds or anything. This is just a little reminder that we haven't changed our minds. <laughs> <laughs> our stance is the same. It's a very complex, like nuanced issue. And hopefully through further discussion, we'll get better at talking about it and understanding it and, you know, hearing from people helps. Yeah. If you want to send us an email, you can email us at <laughs> hi at dunk.town or you can call our cutie hotline. It's 903-420-DUNK. Um, ask us anything. Tell us anything. Tell uh, us a joke, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> tell us something light. <laughs> um, this podcast turned in a hurry. <laughs> um, thank you, Skeets, for being here. We really yeah. appreciate yeah. it. Thank is you so much. Like, Thanks for having me, guys. Is there anything you'd like to plug? No, I mean, no, not really. I mean, if you don't, check out No Dunks, um, No Dunks Inc., I-N-C, uh, on Twitter and Instagram and all that, and we post the show there, um, and we have a lot of fun. We've done White Man Can't Jump. We've watched that one. We did a film session on that. I want you to tell me when you guys do it. I had a crazy theory that it's all a dream. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and no, so so try and notice when I think that occurs. Okay, okay. okay. You know, spoiler, it's early in the movie, but I was like, hey, wait, is this all a dream? <laughs> anyway. Interesting. Um, I yeah. love it. So check out No Dunks, uh, the podcast, and you can follow us on all the social media accounts. And I'm, I'm at J.E. Skeets, J.E. Skeets uh, on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere. So. We're big fans yeah, of you guys. Me. Yeah. You're, Appreciate it. W- love watching your YouTube. Check them out on YouTube. Check yeah. out the YouTube. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of new for us this year. I mean, not we've had a television show for six years, so it's not, you know, this is a lot easier and it's a lot uh, obviously scaled down in terms of production, but it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's just fun to do it live and have people chiming in on uh, on the YouTube chats. We call them the stream team. Uh, they're the new dream team. So, uh, yeah, we have some fun. Thank you for watching, though. Appreciate oh, it. Yeah. We love it. Definitely check Enjoy it out. Um, you guys are so so much fun to watch. Such a great dynamic. Yeah. We really are big fans. Yeah. Who have you had on? You've had Trey on. Yeah, you know just that. you and Trey. Yeah. Oh, we got to wow. get the whole, well, the, the, <laughs> the complete whole set. Oh, boy. Uh, do, do tasks. That'll be somewhat normal. Uh, and then uh, hold on for the Aussie. For Lily. Yeah, Save I'm a little scared uh, to have Leon. We'll, 
You should be. You should be terrified. You should be absolutely terrified. I, every day I'm terrified. Oh, God. What's he going to say this day? Uh, no, but thank you. I got to get going, yeah. though, guys. Yeah. This dog is... Um, my puppy, I got a new puppy. She's oh. going literally insane. Hopefully, Gabe, you haven't heard a barking dog throughout this entire podcast. But No worries. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you to everyone for coming on this journey with us. We yeah. love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. For more Dunktown content, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Dunktown. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dunktown Podcast. I'm on Twitter at echo underscore mint and on Instagram at Agata Monica. Anastasia is on both at Anastasia Vigo. Check out our website, dunk.town. If you like the show, please write us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen. We always really appreciate those. We have t-shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more available for sale at dunk.town slash store. Thank you to Andrea Tomingas for the Dunktown design, and thank you to Andrew Bear for our original music for the show. Sources and references from this episode can be found in the episode description. Mm-hmm.